he'll open us up here in just a moment. Yeah. Amen. He's never failed me yet. And uh, I don't think he's going to start today. Right. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles tonight, turn with us to the book of Exodus, yeah. chapter number 33. <clears throat> chapter number 33. Amen. We've been, uh, we've been uh, preaching this week, just obeying the Lord and uh, preaching what the Lord's laid upon our hearts. We're not going to do anything different tonight than what we've done thus far. We're going to obey the Lord, and it's time for, uh, uh, it, it is time for God's people uh, to, uh, to get back to fearing God. It's time for us to have that reverential awe, realize who He is and, and what He can do for us in the day and hour we're living in. We're, uh, I hate to say that we live in fear, but uh, a lot of times, you know, actions speak louder than words. <clears throat> the book of Amen. Romans says, love not in tongue and in word, yeah. but in deed and in truth. Yeah. We can say we love God. We can say it all day long, yeah. but you got to prove it. Yeah. That's just like I can tell my wife that I love her. Yeah. i got to prove to her that I love her. Right. Amen. Amen. And the messages thus far, I, 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 hope that they've, I hope that they have been a help to yeah. you. Amen. We've, we've got to understand that uh, uh, where is the love of God? Where is the conviction? Where, where is the chastisement of God to help us not to make the same mistakes over? Amen. And, and tonight, I, I believe this, this message here the Lord's given us, I believe it's going to help us to get settled. I, I don't know what the other preacher preached Sunday. I don't know what he's going to preach tomorrow. I don't know what he's going to preach Friday. All I know is the Lord's given me thoughts for the for the remainder services, but tonight I, I want to help us and and realize there's a place we need to be. Yes, sir. Amen. And I, I'll go ahead and say where it ain't. Yeah. It ain't nowhere in this world. Yeah. Amen. We're not to be a part of this world. Amen. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. Yeah. He said, "Touch not the unclean thing, right. then I'll receive you." Touch not the unclean thing. Listen, we ain't supposed to even look at it. The Bible teaches us to abstain from all. Say it loud. Appearances of evil. If it looks bad, stay away from it. Chapter 33, the book of Exodus. Very familiar scripture maybe to some of you. A lot of times I caught myself one time and the Lord just spoke to my heart. I said, well, you, you know the story. You know what the scripture says. And after the service, I had a new convert come out by me and said, Preacher, I had never heard it. So I always try to include it now. Look at verse number 12 with me. If you're there, say amen. amen. And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. He said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. In other words, he said, Lord, I don't want to go without you. If the Lord's going to stop with me today, 
If he's going to stop with us today, I want him to just go ahead and take me home because I can't make it tomorrow without him. Now watch this. For uh, wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in, in that thou goest with, with us, so shall we be separated, and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight. And I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. How many of us could say tonight, Lord, show me thy glory? You'll never see it if you don't get in your place. Watch this now. And he said, I will make all my goodness. He didn't say some of it. He said, I'll make all my goodness pass before thee. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, here's our key verse tonight, and the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by that I will put me in a cliff or a crevice just like a crack in between two rocks of the rock and I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. I will take away my hand that thou may see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Verse number 21 again, And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. I want to preach tonight just on this thought. Finding your place with God. Pastor, if you would ask the blessing. Father, we thank you for the privilege to gather again here tonight. Thank you for every heart that's gathered with us. Father, we love you tonight. God, Lord, touch our voice. Lord, one more time. God, if this be my last message I ever preach. Father, Lord, you fill my soul. Father, you help me tonight preach the acceptable word of God. Rightly divine the word of truth. God, we love you tonight. Help me. Father, Lord, to do what's right in your eyes. Help me, God, tonight to help your children. Hide me behind the cross. Yes, Lord. Amen. He told Moses in verse number 21, he said, there is a place by me. Amen. There is a place by me. First thing I want us to understand is God's people. He didn't say, listen, I, I sat and I watched people this day and time. They try to find their place in society. As a God-fearing, Bible-believing, born-again Christian, you'll never find a place in society. 
Some people, I see them, I watch them. They try to find their place amongst their peers. Let me say this. As a God-fearing, Bible-believing, born-again Christian, you'll never find your place among your peers in this world. I sit and I watch people try to find their place in a church house. Let me say this. As a God-fearing, Bible-believing, born-again Christian, you'll never find your place in the church if you've not found your place with God. It's not about joining the church. It ain't about being part of a church. Hey man, you can join every church. I don't know what county this is. I don't know whether it's McDowell, I don't know, is it McDowell County? Hey, you can join every church in this county. That don't mean that you found your place with God. We need to find our place where we need to be and bless God, we need to get settled on where we're supposed to be with God. These people floundering around. These people are playing around. Listen, you can go to church. All you want to don't make you a Christian. You can carry a Bible under your arm. Don't make you a Christian. Amen. You can be baptized many times. Tadpole know your social security number. That don't make you a Christian. Being born again. Once you're born again, then you'll find your place with God. But see, sometimes we forget this. We'll get to a place in our life. We'll get to a place where well, here's where I want to be. Here's what I want to do. Here's how I see it. Here's the first thing. Here's what we need to do. Amen. We need to take I out of the equation. Amen. Don't worry about what you want. Don't worry about what you think. Don't even worry about what you, uh, uh, what you think you need. Because God knows all about it. But he told Moses there. He said there is a place by me. We need to find our place with God. I believe a lot of Christians, a lot of church folks have lost their place with God. They forget exactly who we are and who He is. Amen. I want to remind everyone tonight that He is still the potter. Glory be to God. And we are still of the clay in the Master's hand. Now, I don't know about you, brother, but I've made it my lifelong goal to stay in my place with God. I love what the Bible said about Brother Paul. Said this, Paul, as his manner was. I preached a message one time on minding your manners. Amen. I was raised with some standards and some morals. And God saved us. And when he saved us, he gave us this thing called a rule book. Amen. Amen. God didn't write this to keep you confounded. He wrote this to keep the enemy out of your life. Are you timing me? Okay, brother. <laughs> he called me the Long Ranger when I come in. Oh, yeah. Listen, as long as you don't go to sleep in a windowsill tonight, you'll be all right. Hallelujah. But I want you to look back verse 13 with me. Right quick, I'm going to show you why it's important for us how to find our place 
what can happen when we find our place. But church, we need to get back to our place with God. Listen, I'm sitting and I'm watching people putting things of this world before God. I see people, they say, well, God has blessed me with my job and God is, he might have. But then they'll take that job and they'll put it before God and before you know it, that very job they said, God, I blessed them with is the very job. I'm a preacher, I ain't gonna be able to be there. I'm a preacher, I ain't gonna be able to be there. Huh? Listen, God ain't gonna bless you with nothing that's gonna take you away from Him. Hey, listen, friend. Hey, that pastor can let anybody he wants to join that church. I'll tell you this. God don't just sign anybody up in the Lamb's Book of Rah. Your name might be on a church roll, but that don't mean it's on heaven's roll. So, preacher, we thought you was going to let up tonight. I can't. I'm looking for the love of God. God sent me on a mission this week. I've been looking for the love of God. I'm still looking for it. You say, preacher, how long you going to look for it? Till the Lord said, that's what I was looking for. Glory be to God. I, just as he stirred in my heart, amen, when he, when he told me what to look for, he'll settle it when it's done. Look at verse number 13 with me. Now therefore, here is Moses speaking. I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I might find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. In verse 13, Moses asked God to show him. He said, Lord, I want you to show me your way. In return, because of that, because of what Moses said in verse number 13, that's why God said what he said in verse number 21. Now Moses desired something. Does the Bible not say that God had given us the desires of his heart, of our heart? Amen. Not this world, not the things of this world. God said, you desire the things of me. He said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Now Moses said, I want to know your way. Friend, I'm going to tell you tonight, church, if we'll just look to God with a sincere heart and say, God, I want to know your way, He'll invite you to a place. But God ain't going to force you to come there. He's got to know that you want to. I want to know His way. I don't want to know your way. You don't want to know my way. I don't want to know your way. I want to know God's way. We need to find our place with God. Also in verse number 13, we find there, as the writer said, he said, now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way 
that I may know thee. Listen, I'm going to tell you tonight, church, if we'll seek God, he will show us his way. Listen, this world is leading God's people astray. Oh, church, listen tonight. Their Bible says on the book of Proverbs several times, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are what? Go ahead, help me. Are the ways of death. There's a way that seemeth right. There is another way. There ain't but one way to heaven. There ain't but one way to be saved. But there are other ways to live. I want to say tonight, hallelujah, hey, if you want to know God's way, you've got to know God's way. If you want to get in that place, that God's got for you. Not just anybody's going to stand with God. You think God's going to rub elbows with sin. It ain't going to happen. Uh-huh. It ain't going to The Bible's right. I want to know His way. If you're going to find your place, you're going to have to have a desire in your heart to know His way. Watch this now. Not just His way. He said that I I may know Thee. Hey, I don't want to just know the way. Glory to God. I want to know the way maker. Hallelujah. I want to know the one that made the way for you and I to be saved. I don't want to just know the way out of my place. Hallelujah. Hey, I don't just know the word of God. I know the author glory. I be to God. If you're going to understand the word, you've got to understand the author of the word. Too many people playing around on God. And I'll say it tonight. We've lost our way. You ever heard that word wayward? You ever heard that word wayward? You ever heard that word backslid? Huh? Preacher, I ain't backslid. I'm just sliding back. Friend, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I hear people say this. I'm talking about knowing, knowing our, getting our place, finding our place with God, not just knowing Him, not, not just knowing His ways, but knowing, knowing Him. I want to know Him. A church, I've got to know Him in the free. I pardon of sin. I got to know Him as my Creator. Hallelujah! Or I'll never respect Him as my Creator. Oh, I look at these babies, them little bitty children. I let God up here and sung. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, you know, I believe this world. They think they look God out of eye. I don't look God out of eye. I'm not where he is. Isaiah, I said his way are higher than ours. His thoughts are higher than mine. I want to know his way. I want to know him. I look up to him. Not out of eye with him. Hallelujah. Amen. I can show you my way. 
My way's wrong, brother. God's way's right, and there's no crooked path in him. Oh, let's move on now. Look at verse number 14. He said, I want to know you. I want to know you. Hey, listen, you want God to invite you to that place? Say amen. amen. Oh, I said, you want God to invite you to that place? Say amen. Yeah. And then you're going to have to know him. And you're going to have to know his ways. Yeah. There ain't no other way. Oh, no. Oh, he said, do this. And I'll not blot your name out. Hallelujah. If it couldn't be blotted out, why would he say I wouldn't blot it out? Hallelujah tonight. Hey, listen. If a change never happened in your life, you didn't get saved. You didn't get it. Oh, in fact, change it was there. When you got saved, ain't there now. I'll say it again. You're backslid. Here's what we want to say now. Some of these will say they're lost. But here's what some of us say. Preacher, pray for them. They ain't where they should be. Well, if they ain't where they should be, can I ask you where they at? Where they shouldn't be. They're not in their place. I have seen, I'm telling you men of God, that had the anointing on their life. Oh, get their eyes on something else. And the devil destroyed their life. I'm talking about they used to be one there under the wing of God. Had the anointing of God in their life. Oh, would preach hell hard. Heaven sweet. Oh, but they went their own way. And they moved from the place God had put them. There's no more anointing in their life. There's no more power. Why? They forgot God's way. It don't just happen to lay members. Devil get the preacher out of the way. He's got the church. I don't believe that preacher. Where there's no shepherd, the flock scatters. You need a shepherd. You need a pastor. Yes, you do. Let's look at verse number 14 right now, right quick. Why do I want to know his ways? Why do I want to know him? Because I want to get in that place. Let me tell you what's in that place. Look at verse 14. He said, my presence shall go with thee. And I, I'll think about Give it, oh, hold on a minute. Let me back up there. He said, he said, he said, my presence shall go with thee. And I'll think about that. What it says, somebody correct me tonight. So let me back up again. He said, my presence will go with you. He said, my presence will go with you. And I will. He said, I will. I give thee rest. I ain't never in my life. 
God's people are so troubled and burdened down. You know why they ain't finding rest for their souls? Because they ain't in the place they're supposed to be. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Hallelujah. What did he send there? He said, stand and seek and ask for the old path. Wherein is the good way? And you shall find what? A rest for your soul. Ain't no wonder we're so weary and so tired. We're not in the place we're supposed to be. God said he will give you rest. Preacher, I'm just so tired. I can't go on. That ain't Bible. Now, I'm not saying we ain't going to get tired, church. I ain't saying that. I'm not saying that. We going to get tired. But to think that there's no rest for God's people. He plainly said that. He said, my presence whap, will go before you. Well, now, hold on a minute. It's for all these deep theological people. I only know theological is a word. Uh, but let me say this. All these smart people. Well, that's the Old Testament. He talking about his presence going before them. Okay. In the Old Testament, he came down on them. In the New Testament, whap, he came down in them. Hallelujah. You say, what? His presence goes before us. Uh, yes it does I, I preached it Monday night uh, the Holy Ghost uh, hallelujah he'll lead you uh, in the paths of God uh, he knows God's ways uh, he knows God uh, he knows where the rest is uh, press on weary soldier there's rest for the children of God <sighs> we act like we we act like we preacher burden it's just too heavy for me that ain't Bible that ain't Bible he said come unto me all ye that are weak and are heavy laden and I'll what I'll think about it I will talk it over what did he say it do oh hallelujah he said, I will give you rest. He said, take and learn of me. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Your burden's so heavy tonight that you feel like you can't take it. You need to find your place with God. Because when you're with God, there's rest. There's rest. Now don't be deceived. Every day's the battlefield. You might as well settle it in your heart. You'll fight till you leave here. You might as well settle it in your heart. You're going to fight till you leave here. We're in a war. Like none other you've ever seen in your life. Preacher, you read the book of Revelation. Oh, when he talked about on the book of Matthew 24 also he talked about that there'd be tribulation that there'd be things on this earth like has never 
I've been seen before. Hey, I had somebody ask me one time, why do you preach the way you preach? I said, it's the way God gives it to me. They said, no, why do you put some, I know it wears you out. I know it hurts your body. I'm going to tell you right now, I'd rather, I'd rather wear out for God than to rust out for the devil. Hey, when I lived a lost life, says, I lived for him 100%. But when people get saved, they only want to give God 50. Well, say that again. Lucky if you get that much. Well, I'm going to church. I'm all right. We need to find our place with God. What did the psalmist David say? I got I got to talk about this rest tonight. Anyway, that person asked me, "Why do you preach like that?" I said, "The Bible said that when God pours out His wrath on that day, that it's going to be without mixture." I believe the Word of God needs to be preached this way. I don't believe it. The Bible said it needs to be preached that way. We don't need to water it down. We don't need to sugarcoat it. If there's sin in your life, that sin needs to be revealed. You got to get lost before you can ever get saved. Hey, you've got to realize you're wrong before you'll ever make it right with God. Amen. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You leadeth me beside the still waters. Restore my soul. What else did he say? He said there that you give me what? Oh, you give me rest for my soul. You know what David was talking about in the 23rd Psalm? He was alive, by the way, when he was talking about all that. Let me tell you this. That's why he ended it. He said, he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why was he talking about green pasture? Why was he talking about still water? Why was he talking about rest for his soul? He was walking in the Lord's way. Preacher, I just can't do it no more. I can't neither. God can. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. I know I ain't the prettiest thing, but look at me anyway. You can't do it. That's the problem. We think we can. We can't do it without God. I believe it's John chapter number 15. He said, without me, ye can do nothing. He talking about the vine and the branches. Oh, yeah. He said, you can't bring forth, I'm paraphrasing, you can't bring forth nothing of yourself unless you abide in me. Huh? Preacher, don't you tell me I'm nothing. I ain't telling you that. God said it. He went on one step further for those prideful people. Uh (laughs) Wow. He said, you remember, you didn't choose me.
I guess the writer knew what he's talking about in the book of Proverbs when he said that the Lord hated pride. Arrogance. He said in a prideful way. Oh, oh, you ever seen you ever seen them men? Boy, they were uh, I, I don't even know how to walk prideful. I'm just, I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no matter where I'm at, I'm me. I, I'm just being honest with you. Boy, they'll strut around. I'm like, boy, look at me. Look what I've accomplished in life. Look at all my degrees. Look at all the plaques I got on my wall. I'm going to tell you something right now. Years ago, when my wife was so sick, that she couldn't eat nothing but baby food. She had lost down the next to nothing. And they couldn't find out what was wrong with her. Oh, my, my, my. Well, I got to praying. I got to asking God. I got to begging God. Lord, help my wife. Oh, found my place there. In an old hospital, Carolina Medical Center. She's in there, had burns. All over her body, something, something. I, can't, I don't know the name of it. Right off the top of my head. But she's a burning from the inside. Side out. I said she's gonna have scars. I went to the bathroom. I laid my gut on my knees. That old nasty bathroom floor. I laid down beside the toilet. I said, God, I need you. Oh, Lord, if you need her more than me, you go ahead and take her. But God, I'm begging you. I touch her if it be you will. Brother, it wasn't about 20 minutes. I tell you what happened. I got in there and the doctor come in. He said, What was his name? Jesus. Him ones that said they didn't know what was going on and they didn't know what to do. Now, listen, I was preaching at this time. We went to one doctor. I went in there. He was a specialist. I'm going to say that again. A specialist. I looked at his plaque on the wall. He had one degree from Yale. He also went to Harvard. Had all his PhDs. I got my PhD, post old diggers. I ain't scared to use them either. Friend, I'm going to tell you. I went in there, see us. I was looking around my little, my little sick wife. All she could eat was baby food. They couldn't find out what was wrong with her. We went to the Witches Baptist Hospital. I ain't never in my life. I paid $1,500 for an egg. They charged me $1,500 for her to eat an egg. And then said, we don't know what's wrong with her. I thought to myself, man, I should have bought stock in IHOP. But I really thought this guy was going to help us. What, what, Duke University? What, up there in Raleigh? Well, we went to the Baptist, but the other specials we went to. I can't remember where it was at, but he had all these placards on the wall. Man, I went in there, and I'm like, this is it. Really? I was so desperate. I wanted my wife to get mad. And he come in there, and he looked. And he looked at her, and I was really expecting I was really expecting some wisdom from all them plaques that he had on the wall. And here's what he said. He said, well, we don't know what's going on. This is what he said. He said, I just wouldn't worry about it too much. 
told my wife, I said, go ahead and step out of the room. Right there for a split second. Had he not got out of that room, old preacher Scott got in himself. I was fixing to pinch his head off. Don't you tell me my wife's sick. Not to worry about it. Don't you tell me not to worry about it. I needed a place of rest, brother. How there was something going on in my life I couldn't control. I needed a place of rest. I went there to my study. We went home. This was right before her. All this stuff happened with her. She started burning from there. What, what's it called? What's, what's it called? Stephen Johnson thing she she had man she I'm talking about she was blistered looked like she had third and fourth degree body you look at her face didn't even know who she was man I said but before after we left that doctor's office I went to my study I was there in my study oh and I began to agonize with God I said God I said God I said you know how much I love my wife boy I prayed preacher oh as humble as I could pray and you know what the spirit spoke to me he said God loves her more God loves her more God loves her more right then and there he took me up took me to Exodus a chapter right here where I'm reading tonight he said your wife has a place by me if you'll just give her to me everything will be alright we need to find our place with God we find our place with God we're going to have rest how many of y'all could use some rest oh I could Physically and spiritually. Uh, I'm telling you, I could use some rest spiritually. Somebody say, man, I'm the only one. Get weak here once in a while. Uh, oh, I'm in this thing by myself. Watch this. I'm going to throw a pity party. Anybody want to come? <laughs> oh, the devil will get you to throw one, and you know what? He won't even show up. Let's look at verse number 16 or 15 and 16. He said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us, so shall we be separated? I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Huh? I'm going to tell you right now, you want to find that place? You want to find that rest? You want to know Him? You want to know His way? You're going to have to separate yourself from this world. Huh? Oh, come out from amongst them and be your separate, uh, separate people, saith the preacher. Huh? 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 I'm sorry, that was NIV. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Huh? Come out from among them and be your separate people, saith the deacons. Oh, I'm sorry, that's New King James Version. Let me tell you what the King James Version said. Come out from among them and be a separate people, saith the Lord. I say, preach, preacher. Preach, preach. Well, I believe I will, brother. <laughs> you got five dollars. I'll pay somebody for an amen. <laughs> 
I'm trying to, oh, good glory to God. Hey, I don't know what church you're from tonight, and I don't know who's you're looking in. Friend, I'm going to tell you tonight, we need to find our place with God. Listen, there's trouble headed our way. We better know God's way. We better know God. We better know his rest. And hallelujah, we better be separate. I told you this last night, round two's on its way. You ain't going to find rest in this world. I don't know if we got any politics in here. But you ain't going to find it in the government. Somebody snickered like there is one. Say it again. I'll preach a higher Wayne with his little spot there. He said they call me the Pope of Old Fort. I said, what? He said, yeah. They called me the Pope. You know how he was. He said, they called me the Pope of Old Ford. I looked at him. I said, there ain't no hope in the Pope. <laughs> he said, you would go there, wouldn't you, Scotty? I'm telling you that, brother. I, I miss him, I do. I miss him. I'm going to tell you something right now. I want to say we lost a good one. Uh, uh, heaven gained a good one. Well, uh, I ain't lost nothing. I had old preacher. I'm doing a, 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 doing a, a funeral with this old preacher. Uh, bless his heart. He just passed away about a year ago. And uh, preacher Ralph Carver there at the Tabern- Independence Baptist Tabernacle there in Dallas. I was a preaching a funeral with him. We got out there and he said, "The son, uh, she, her, her, her daughter was a member of my church. She was a member of his church." Anyway, you know how preachers work together on things like that when you got family in both churches. We out there, and he said, Son, he said, I'd like for you to say something out at the graveside. I said, Yes, sir, preacher, we'll do the best we can. I got out there, and we, I started talking about, started talking about, I said, We out here, you know, Thessalonians, the what Lord laid on my heart, don't be ignorant about them sleeping and everything. I said, I know we're going to bury mom, and I didn't even get no more out of my mouth. He's all, no, I said, He said, I got I said, we're here to bury. He goes, no, no, no. I just sort of backed up. Preacher Ralph was slim and tall. And I said, what is it? He said, what the brother's trying to say. (laughs) He taught me something. He said, you bury things you want to get rid of. He said, but you plant things that's going to come up again. <laughs> he said, we fixing to plant our sister. Son, I'm going to tell you right now, it kind of unglued at the graveyard. Huh? Huh? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We ain't buried none of ours. Oh, no, sir. There's going to be an awakening one day. I'm going to hey, You know why the Bible said the dead in Christ going to rise first? Because we ain't going to get as soon as they come up to ground level we all going together I was running revival there for preacher Harold Wayne I told you what he did to me at that first revival there he said brother Scotty you get done with your studying he said he said if you'd like to go smack that little white ball around we'll go he knowed I wasn't no golfer I told him I said preacher I said I, I I really can't golf. We went around the first nine holes. And he said, Brother, you wasn't kidding. You stink. 
he goes into the clubhouse and he's just sitting over there talking to you. You know how you know you know how you got some of them seniors they'll gather at Hardy's and stuff. Well, they do that at the golf courses too. And they sit in there and we done made the first nine, so here we are at the clubhouse. I'm going over there and one of them one of them uh, senior men said I went over there. Harold Wayne just over there horse left me. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, You know that man right there? And I said, Yeah. He said, He told us to take up a take up a love offering for you. <laughs> I see him. What? And he's standing over there going. And I said, for what? He said, for a chainsaw. He said, he ain't never seen nobody get that deep in the woods. See, it, it, the Bible said a merry heart goes good like a medicine. It's all right. Listen, it's all right to smile. Sometimes, it, listen, this is rest. Yeah. If you can't get rest in the house of God, something, something ain't right somewhere. I said, if you can't find rest and peace in the house of God around God's people, you either in the wrong place or you ain't right. But that's where preacher Harold Wayne learned me. We get on number 10 and it was downhill. It was a par three. We hit down there. We on the green. And these fellas that was behind us. And here's what I heard. <laughs> Preacher Howell ain't turned around. He's doing like this right here. He said, look for it, Scotty. Look for it. And I saw the ball coming. About the time, and I know they was watching it. And that fellow drove the green. I'm telling you, he drove the green. As soon as that ball come right near me, I went, and I fell on the ground. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? They didn't mean it in a bad way. Every time I'd get off the phone with him, he'd say, kiss your dog and slap your wife for me. That's what he'd say. He didn't mean nothing by it. He could say things to get away with that I'd never say. I'm just, not bad, sir. I'm laying there and I hear them fellas coming out. They go, oh, God, we hit him. I hear the golf cart tire squeal. He said, get up, stupid. Get up, stupid. I jumped up. I said, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Preacher Harwin grabbed his ball his golf club. I had to run him down to get the golf cart. He said, don't you ever do nothing like that to me. I said, don't you ever tell them to take up a love offer me. Hey, they good fellowship out there. Hey, I can enjoy this life, but that don't mean I got to be part of it. Huh? I'm in this world, not of it. We're separate. We got to be separate. We can find the rest of God. We can enjoy life. I enjoy life. You don't believe me? Hang out with me, son. Let's move on. Separate from this world. 16. He said... For when all shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight, is it not that thou goest with us so we shall be separated? And I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Can I, can I ask you something tonight? And I gotta say this as the Lord purposes it upon my heart. There's so many perversions out there that they call Bibles and I dare to call them a Bible. I'm not gonna call them a Bible. 
How many of you know Virginia Mollenkopf? You ever heard of her? You ever heard of her? She is one of the ladies, first strike right there, that sat on the translation board of the NIV book. She is the one that omitted the book of Romans, the parts in the book of Romans 1, where it said they turned their lust one toward another, men lying with men, women lying with working that which was unseen. She's the one that, 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 uh, uh, that, that, that uh, 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 got the panel to omit that. You know why? She's a lesbian. I don't believe in same-sex marriage. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, don't, I, I don't believe a man and a man can't have a baby. woman and a woman can't have a baby. Can I tell you something? Hey, I know enough about plumbing to know that there's male fittings and female fittings and they won't fit one another. I ain't never seen donkeys in a field doing what I see men doing. And women. We gotta be separate, and if you're separate, you gonna stand against it. You go stand in your place with God, you go stand against it. And brother, I'm serious. I'm working on getting you a Ford shirt. Separate. Ford rhymes with Lord, Chevy rhymes with heavy. Remember that. Separate from the world. What's that? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Listen, church, there's got to be not partial separation, complete separation. You know why the devil's mad? I divorced him and God didn't give him visitation rights. He didn't get nothing. Shake hands with a poor boy that owns it all. Hallelujah. I'm joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I'm heirs with God the Father. What's his is mine. You hear me? I'm rich beyond your wildest imaginations. If you go get in that place, you got to be separate from this world. Now, preacher, you know me. He's sitting there like, well, I thought I did. I do my best to preach the word of God. I, I do. I try. And preacher Harold Wayne would say, he said, I could be wrong. I ain't never been, but I could be. Now, now, but now you know my character. You know that I'm going to do my best to preach and obey the Lord. Y'all ain't heard nothing till Saturday. <laughs> listen, I'm telling you right now what God's looking for. Listen, listen. What God's looking for. Listen, I'm just going to do what God says. And then he says, son, so listen, as soon as I get that peace, I'll know God. Listen, it ain't about what I see. See, I look at y'all's outside and y'all look fine. I'm going to tell you what God's looking at. What He's looking at you inside. Hey, we can go to church but not live right and don't make us Christians. So being is that you know me, talking about separation, I'm fixing to move on to the last ones here. Sensing is that you know me. Have I preached anything Monday, Tuesday, and the night that's not been the Word of God? 
Any charges? Bring them now. Bring them now. Who was it that said there's a noose up there? I was preaching Rick last night. He said, boy, you better be careful. They got a noose up there for you. <laughs> I didn't even notice that until preacher Rick. And I'm like, doggone you, joker. You so, preached. So, <laughs> Brother, how much time I got left? <laughs> hey. So here's what I'm going to do. Now listen, I'm going to go by your reaction, but I've got to say what God told me to say because we've got to protect the church. Amen. We've got to, well listen, the devil don't come in guns blazing. Right. 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 Sis, you better raise your feet. Raise your feet. Raise your feet now. He'll come in undetected. He'll catch a ride with you in your car. Oh, yeah. Some of us even give him a piggyback ride. Did I say that out loud? I did, didn't I? But I'm going to tell you right now, when the preacher sees him and calls his hand, he's going to turn over every pew, knock out every light, bust a hole in every wall, turn everything over on his way out. So here's what I'm going to do Saturday. You know me. You know I'm going to preach the gospel, right? So Saturday, I'm going to bring an NIV Bible in here and preach out of it. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you want me to take care of that right now? Yeah. <laughs> now, did you see how quick that was? <laughs> but, but wait a minute. Hold on a minute. You know the man preaching it. I know the man preaching it. He ain't preaching out of that book. <laughs> Why? Because I said you're not going to preach out of it. It ain't God's word. Thank you. That's what I was needing to hear. Just because they call it gospel don't mean it's gospel. You know how they teach the United States government to tell a counterfeit? They train them the real thing. Now he just said, even though he knows I'm going to preach the gospel, I'm not bringing something else in here because it's not the gospel. Right? It ain't no difference in that doggone contemporary music. Ain't no difference. You can't be old-fashioned and modern at the same time. They named it right with contemporary. Con means negative. Temporary is something that don't last. It's negative music that does not do nothing for God's people. When I hear it, it kills the Spirit of God. If you study these people that sang it, their inspiration is Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. But wait a minute, though. We know the one singing it. Just because it says Jesus in it don't make it gospel. Just because it says Jesus don't make it the gospel. They some good country song. Oh, they want a long black train or something. I, that, that's that's all right song, but there ain't no place in God's house for it. It ain't gospel. Right. Y'all right. oh, so quiet on me. <laughs> I tell you why? Cause casting crowns has our young people by the head. Preacher, somebody just put a bag over my head. Can you pray it off? It ain't no different. 
he can weasel his way, weasel his way in, and any little bitty thing he's gonna get in. And I'm gonna tell you right now, they call themselves Christian rock group. Why would you let a rock and roll group come in here? Then hallelujah, I wouldn't let their songs come in our churches either. Oh Lord, I just went old fashioned. Some of y'all like casting crowns. We gotta be separate from the world. You ain't gonna grow listening to that stuff. And you know, here's the thing. Most people hear it and don't even know that's what it is. I can tell you how you can tell it. The drums. You know, drums are an instrument of war. That whammy bar on the guitar. How in the world are you going to mix the world's music and put Jesus in it and call it gospel? We're going to find our place. Somebody say amen. There's got to be complete separation. Complete separation. Complete separation. Go listen to you some good old McCainies. Glory be to God. What's wrong with this red back hymnal? What's wrong with it? What's wrong with what can wash away my sin? What can wash away my sin? What can make me whole again? Oh, precious is the flow that made me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing. Hanson's used to sing a song. Sing one more song about heaven. Hey, these people out there got beautiful voices. But it don't make them right with God. I don't, I don't know why we got so mad about that. But if we won't let a perversion of the Bible come in, we ought not to let the perversion of gospel music come in. The Lord just told me I was all right. Yeah. Amen. Don't don't get mad at me. I'm trying to get us in our place. Well, what's this? I'll make the devil mad. I know I got victory. Amen. We got to have separation. Let me move on here. Listen, I'm praying for you. I am. The further you get away from you, got to get away from this world to get in your place with God. Amen. Watch this. Let me let me hasten here. Watch this, verse number 19. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Why do I want to get in that place? Why do I want to find my place with God? Because I want to see all of his goodness. Amen. What did I tell y'all as I was praying about this revival? That's the first time the Lord ever spoke at me. I said, Lord, I need your wisdom. Lord, I need your knowledge. Lord, I need your understanding. God, I need more fear. And the Spirit said, Why don't you just ask for all of me? So you know what I did? I said, I rewound it. I said, Lord, just give me all of you. You know what the Lord did? Friend, I'm going to tell you, you ask for all of God. The first thing he said, all right, well, here's what I want out of you. 
I want all of his goodness. I ain't just going to play it on Sunday morning. I ain't just going to play it on Sunday night. I ain't just going to play it on Wednesday. Hey, listen, a Christian, it's not a title. It's a lifestyle. How many of y'all want all this goodness? Amen. No, that's all right. I'm good. Yeah. No, I'm good what I got. If I got to live any more dedicated what I'm living now, no, I'm good. That sounds funny, but that's what we see as pastors. You, you made a comment, uh, uh, I can't remember what night. I, brother, I don't, somebody said a pew about turned over with me. I don't remember none of that. Long ago, but listen, and then some people say, well, you know, if, if they'd been in spirit, they wouldn't have got hurt. When we get to heaven, I want you to tell Deacon Stephen that. He was in the spirit. They stoned him to death. You realize you're still in a fleshly body? I was preaching at my church and broke that middle knuckle right there, slap off. I go to the dark. I didn't know it was broke. Go to the dark the next morning. First thing he said, bar fight. I said, no. <laughs> he said, that's a boxer fracture. How'd it happen? He said, a street fight? I said, no. He said, how'd it happen? I said, church? He said, deacon's meeting. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah. That's what he said. I said, Lord, no. I said, I was preaching. He said, what kind of preaching was you doing? They said, I come down through there and I said, doing this. My knuckle caught the corner of the remembrance table, brought that thing slap up off the floor. Oh, now if you'd have been in the spirits, you wouldn't have got hurt. Let's talk to Brother Stephen when we get there. I'll tell you right now, you better realize you're still in a physical body. That'd be like a preacher preaching in the pulpit and dying in the pulpit. Well, if it had been in the spirit, he wouldn't have died. <laughs> right now, oh, really? My, my, preaching in the pulpit. Preaching in the pulpit. You know, I enjoy life, but boy, what a way to go. I had somebody ask me one time, why is the pulpit set higher than anything else? I said, because that's my launch pad. <laughs> you ever seen a launch pad? That's somebody getting ready to take off. You go ahead and count her down. I'm done lit. I'm done lit, brother. I'm getting out of here one day. I want to find my place with God. Amen. Glory be to God. Friend, I'm going to tell you. We need, to, we, need to have, we need to want all of his glory, not just partial of it. We want all of it. Verse number 21, I'm almost done right here. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. Oh, but watch this. What did he, what did he add there? Moses just said, well, I won't see all your glory. He goes, well, I tell you what. He said, and I'm paraphrasing. He said, he said there's, a, there's a little clip. There's a little, there's a little crevice in the rock right there. He said, what, what I'll do, he said, I, I, I want you to go in it. And, 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 and notice what he said here. He said, he said, and the Lord said, and there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon what? Whoo-wee. You want to find your place with God? You 
you can't get it standing on anything else. Amen. Now, does anybody in here, now come on, somebody please help me. Anybody know who the rock is? Jesus. You better get me excited, preacher. <laughs> Jesus. Let me go ahead and say this to you. I don't want to just be on the rock. I won't be in the rock. I won't be in it. I want him to crack it open. Let me jump right down in there and say, fill her up, Lord. Fill her up, Lord. I want to find my place. There's a place by God for every one of you. Every one of you. But you're going to have to stand on that rock. Do you realize where Jesus is right now? Anybody know? Please help me. I'm about tired. You know there's a difference in tired and tired. Tired's when you want to sit down. Tired's when you want to lay down. I'm tired. You know where Jesus is right now? Well, tell me. He's at the right hand of the Father. What's he doing there? He doing what? How you know he is? For the Bible tells me so. He's our advocate. Say amen. Tell you about the rock. I got one more and I'm done, man. I'm I'm telling you, put a fork in me. I'm about done. Have you ever thought about it? I can't remember the message I preached. This is at Preacher Al Wayne's church. And I gave illustration. I looked over. I still don't know where he went. He went out one door, and I, 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 don't know if, I don't know if he ran across the mountain and come back. I was preaching in that service, and God gave me a vision. Now, now, look, don't. Lord gave me a vision. I didn't see his face. All I saw was hands. Just imagine for one moment there's two seats here. Well, God has his seat. Come on. Come in, you both in. I believe we can. Come on. Can we? <laughs> okay. Now you, now you, now you got to put your hand out here. Why? Because i got to give an illustration. No, because the Lord said so. How little, don't I? That's all reason you've done this. The Bible said that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for you and I. His right hand is the hand of mercy. His right hand is the hand of mercy. Have you ever seen somebody when they try to get up out of a, a, a chair or a throne that has arms on it, what they do? What do they do? They do what? Put your hand up. All right. So here's God and he sees. He sees everything. That's why we need to be in our place. I'm telling you. We need to be standing on the rock. The Bible said that God cannot look upon sin. He can't. Turned his back to Jesus because he took on your sins and mine. Right. Yeah. When God, listen, when God sees sin, his wrath is kindled. Mm-hmm. He goes to stand up and the first thing he touches... And he has to sit back down. 
He just touched the nail print hand of Jesus. How? He said, I want to wipe them out. He goes to stand up. Listen, don't you call them scars. He's still bleeding for the law. God goes to stand up, push himself up off his throne, and he teaches and touches on the blood-filled hand of Jesus Christ. He makes intercession for you and I. You better be on the rock. How do we know that he's there? Y'all remember when old Elijah was up on the mountain? The king sent the captain and his 50 out there. He said, you go tell him. I said, come here. That captain, and they made fun of him. Oh, thou man of God. King said, come down here. He said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50. Guess what happened? Bam! God killed that captain and his 50. Well, they didn't come back. So here's what the king said. Captain, you get your 50 out here and you tell him. I said, hasten and come down. <laughs> oh, man of God. King said, you get down. He said, hasten down. He needs to speak to you now. Well, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50. You know what happened? Bam! You got 102 charcoal bodies left at the foot of a hill. You know what the king said? Captain, you get your 50 and head out there. Don't do to us what you did to them. That's what he said. He said, if you can. You know, you know why he didn't come down off of there? Because the Lord told him not to come down until he told him to. Lord said, You hope. He said, You hold your position. Huh? I told you last year we come down out of our position. It's time for us to take our positions again right beside God. Amen. Find our place with God. Get on the rock. I don't care what they throw at us. Friend, I'm going to tell you right now, we better be glad for Jesus or God would have done struck a lot of people dead. Last but not least, have I got two more minutes? He said, no. Verse 22. And it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by, I will put thee in a cliff of the rock, and I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Why do we need to find our place with God? In the day and hour we're living in, if there's ever been a time we need God to cover us with His hand, it's now. It's now. He said, now I'm going to cover it and you ain't going to see me come by because you can't see all my glory. See, here's the thing. If we'll just get in our place, 
God comes by and he puts his hand over us. He said, you can see my, my hind parts, my back parts is what he said. He said, you can see my backside if you will. You know what he's saying? He said, you get in your place. I'll put my hand over you. When it's all over, said and done, I'll remove my hand and you can see the victory that will be won. Sometimes, brother, I ain't in the place I need to be. I'm just being honest with you. I'm talking about with the Lord. I ain't talking about somebody back and say, well, they ain't where they need to be. Listen, let's just be honest with you. Well, Lord, you know they ain't where they need. No, no, no. Let's just say, God, they're backslid. God, they're lost and undone. God, they ain't saved. Quit sugarcoating and justifying it. If they're lost, let's pray for them like they're lost. The church is in trouble. I'm preaching like the church is in trouble. Everything that's going around, going on right now, we better find our place with the Lord. We better do everything that Moses did right here to find it, to show God we want it, and be willing to do what it takes to get there. Why is that, preacher? I told you this last night. Now, I'm not no prophet. But he said it's the beginning of sorrows. Round two's coming. I ain't ain't talking about sickness. I'm talking about spiritual wickedness in high places. It's coming. And I'm going to tell you the only way we're going to be able to stand and do what we're supposed to do is to be in our place with God. Put your foot on the rock. Put your foot on the rock. What's that old song? I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Though I walk through the lonely valley, though I drink from the bitter cup. Hallelujah. My foot's on the rock. My name's on the roll. That's the only kind of rock and roll I need, brother. Hallelujah. Preacher, I love you, and I want to tell you before your whole church, I thank you for being obedient to the Lord Amen. and inviting me to be amongst God's people. Amen, son. I told my church probably two months before he called me, I said, Church, I want you to pray for me. Now, we started our church, and we've been there almost three years now. And Lord, led, Lord led me out and started a church, and we started a church. I told the Lord, you know, I preach a lot of revivals. I said, Lord, if it be you will, just... You know, let me let me stay here and nurture the people and get the flock going and get everything going. I told the church about two months ago, I said, listen, church, I said, God's really giving me mad. I said, I'm going to be preaching revival somewhere. I said, y'all going to have to support me in that. I said, we got to help God's people. They said, all right. I saw his name on my phone. I knew then. God said, I knew it. I'm going to tell you what he could have done. Oh, man, he comes in here. He's, he's a long ranger. <laughs> Listen, the harder times get, the harder the preaching needs to be. Amen. Oh, yeah. You know hell's still real? Amen. Preaching still needs to be real. Amen. He could have said, nah, that boy preaches hard. No, I ain't want to upset nobody. He could have called anybody he wanted to. 
But I tell you right now, when my phone rung, God put something together. You prayed several months for revival? Then are you willing to get it? Everything we've been preaching this week, you willing to get it? You willing to do it? You know what it's going to take to get in that place with God? I just told you. You're going to have to know him. You're going to want to know his ways. You're going to have to separate glory. You're going to have to separate. You're going to have to desire rest for your soul. You're going to have to want to stand on that rock. You're going to have to want all. You know I can't make it without Jesus. You know that song? Do you know it? Can you, do you play by ear? Well, can you give me G then? I'm going to obey the Lord if it be all right you. I want you to do altar call. I want you to do the altar call. Listen to me. I, my, my voice is about gone. I, but I'm not going to argue with the Lord when he tells me to sing something I'm going to sing. I ain't no singer. I ain't no preacher. Amen. I ain't much of one anyway. I'll tell you right now, what's coming up, you can't make it without Jesus. You can't make it without his chastisement. You can't make it without his conviction. Uh -uh. We can't make the same mistake twice. If we come down off the mountain, I promise you, it's going to be worse this time. We're going to have to find our place with God. How many of you want to find your place with God? I poured my heart out to you tonight. Amen. Now you can sit there and say, no, I'm good. You're going to be the next one out the next round. They ain't going to find your way back to the church. Yes, Breaks my heart. Yes, He's going to give out, I want you to stand tonight. God spoke to your heart in any time during this message. There's an altar right here. What would I do without Jesus? Oh, the shepherd of my valley. Lord, I just couldn't walk this road alone. When I'm hungry, he feeds me. When I'm thirsty, he's my water. I can't make it without Jesus. What would I do when I need someone to talk to? You know he's always right there to listen. Oh, then he wraps his arms about me and rocks me in his bosom. What would I do? Without Jesus, the shepherd of my valley, I can't make it. Without Jesus, what would we do? His name. 
Sometimes your tears, they'll flow like a river and your burdens, they'll get high as the mountain. And all the friends that we had counted on, they'll be gone. Friend, that's when I go to Jesus. He's still that one friend I can always count on. Oh, I can't make it. Without my Jesus, what would I do? When I need someone to talk to, he's always right there to listen. Oh, then he wraps his arms about me. My Lord rocks me in his bosom. What would I do without Jesus? He's the shepherd of my valley. I can't make it without Jesus. What would I do? What'd you come on? Sometimes your tears, they'll flow like a river. Those old burdens, they get high as a mountain. And all the friends that I had counted on, they'll be gone. But that's when I go to Jesus. He is that one friend I can always count on. I can't make it. Without Jesus, what would I do? When I need someone to talk to, He's always right there to listen. Oh, then He wraps His arms about me. He rocks me in His bosom. What would I do without Jesus? He's still the shepherd of my valley. I can't make it without Jesus. What would I do?